Welcome to the Antisocial Podcast, episode 187 with comedian Aaron Gox. But before we kick into this episode, if you're new to the podcast, how you doing? My name is Andy Dowling. I also am the bass player in the Australian metal band Lord. I had to think about that one. Uh, if you love a bit of old school heavy metal, you can go to lord.net.au. We have a brand new album coming out the 1st of August called Fallen Idols, available everywhere that great music is sold or streamed, whatever. Um, you can pre-order the album right now by going to lord.net.au slash fi. That is fi for Fallen Idols, of course. And there you will be able to find all details uh, for the upcoming album, the video clip for the first single, track one, which is United, Welcome Back, uh, the track listing for the Australian edition of the album, which is what we're uh, putting available for pre-order, and the pre-order options. So you've got three different bundle packs or three different pre-order options. Pre-order one option is the CD, which you can elect to get signed if you wish. Uh, the second option is the T-shirt and CD. And the third option is the Deluxe Bundle Pack, which is the CD, T-shirt, three patches, uh, including a back patch, as well as a bonus disc, which is the karaoke versions of the entire album plus some additional bonus tracks as well. Um, that's limited to 100 copies, so make sure you get in quickly to grab that if you are a little bit of a collector and you want a copy for yourself. Um, also, I must mention that the CD that we've got available for pre-order is the Australian edition, as mentioned before, um, and this Australian edition has three bonus tracks that aren't available anywhere else. Um, that, that includes one additional studio track, which is called In Dreams, plus two cover songs. One is John Farnham's Break the Ice, and the other one is Ice House's Touch the Fire. So a couple of Aussie classics there. Once this first pressing of the album is sold out, um, we may, well, more than likely, and I'll have to convince the guys, but more than likely we won't repress in the same format. We'll remove the bonus tracks and make a global uh, version of the album. But at the moment, uh, this version is available for pre-order. So get in quick, grab your copy, secure it. And if you're coming on if you're coming on tour with us, yeah, why not? Come on tour with us. If you're coming to any of the shows on tour, um, which kick off uh, from the end of June, and I believe by the time this episode comes out, we've already uh, done our first show of the tour oh, in Canberra, which was the 21st of June. So I think this episode comes out the week after. So uh, the upcoming dates are the 28th of June in Brisbane at the Back Room, the 29th of June at Badlands Bar in Perth for the Stormrider Festival, the 5th of July at the Evelyn Hotel in Melbourne for the Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub uh, that we're headlining, the 6th of July at Jive Nightclub in Adelaide, and the 26th of July at Crowbar in Sydney for the first ever edition of the Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub Sydney version, Sydney edition. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But if you're attending any of these shows and you pre-order a copy of the album, please let us know in advance and show proof of purchase, and we will give you your copy at any of these shows before the release date. So a nice little thank you from us and you can grab a copy in advance for yourself uh, before release date. So uh, make sure you do that and uh, let us know just to ensure that we've got enough stock available at each show because I'm only going to bring a small number for each gig. Uh, so go and check all that out, lord.net.au slash fi. Hope you like it. In addition to playing in a metal band, I also host the Self Starter Podcast, which is all about small business, self-employment, and freelancing. So if that's something that floats your boat, you can go over to selfstarter.com.au, check out all the episodes. Season two kicked off at the beginning of June, and we're already a couple of episodes in it. They're fortnightly episodes that come out, and uh, I think the current episode that's out at the moment is episode 32 with Tennille Bond of the Establishment Bar in Dubbo. 
and the Au Revoir Vintage Van. Um, you can also check out the uh, previous episode, which is episode... Oh, actually, I think I've got those episodes mucked up. Episode 31, I think it is at the moment. In episode 30, um, the previous episode was with Chris Pachanko of Speed Metal Scrap and also Vanishing Point fame. So you can go and check all that out. Anyway, you can go to selfstarter.com.au or you can search for Selfstarter in your podcast player. And uh, if you know anyone out there that uh, needs a little kick up the ass to get started with their own business or become self-employed, kick the kick the chair and get out of their job uh, kick the chair is such a bad term get out get out of their job uh, and start something on their own then uh, hopefully self-starter can provide a little bit of inspiration so pass it along to anybody that might uh, dig it it's that time shout out time every week i thank some incredible person that supports me in the podcast and it can be a range of different ways you'll be buying some merchandise from the online store over at bandcamp uh, via antisocial.net um it could also be a guest recommendation it could be a review it could be a bit of social media love a message of encouragement it could be a beer shout via the paypal button over at antisocial.net it doesn't matter it all helps it just keeps me fueled and inspired and happy and all those great things and it just means a lot so thank you so much to everybody that supports me. This week's shout out is for Sam Colbert. Sam is from Shepparton in rural, Vic, rural, rural, rural Victoria. Oh dear. Anyway, Sam is from Shepparton in Victoria. And the reason why Sam is getting a shout out, geez, is because he gave me a nice list of guest recommendations via the old Facebook. So Sam, thank you very much. Much appreciated. I'm going to add it to my long list of people, some really cool people, some unexpected people, and uh, some interesting folk that I have not been aware of. So I'm going to do a little bit of digging, a bit of research and, uh, see what I can pin down, see if I can get a few uh, conversations happening in a few episodes for the podcast. And if I do get any of these people on, I'll certainly be giving you your due credit. So Sam, shoot me a message when you hear this and I'm going to shoot you out a little thank you pack, a little something, uh, some stuff lying around my house. I'm going to put something together because we all love getting something in the mail. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Uh, in addition to all of this, I also have the Buy Stuff page, which is antisocial.net slash buy stuff. On this page, you can find links to my eBay and Discog stores. You can find links to the Lord online store and the Dominus Records online store over at Bandcamp. It's nice and easy. Just one page makes it nice and easy. I don't have to give you a million different links. And uh, if you hear me crapping on on this podcast about all this stuff and you decide to order something via any of these platforms, please include a message in your order and I'm going to add some extra goodies. Just my way of saying thank you. And speaking of thank yous, here's a few extra thank yous. Uh, oh, shit. Hang on. Next page. Uh, it is, oh, God, so professional. Uh, Dean from Blair Athol. Is it Atoll? Blair Atoll? in New South Wales. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Jason from Brown Hill in Victoria. Ha, I'm Brown Hill. Uh, I think that's in Ballarat. Um, Peter from Nork. Nork. Should I just do this again? No, I'm not. Uh, Peter from North Yorkshire in the UK, um, which I think is the Channel Islands. Uh, Chris from Boulder in Western Australia. Again, thank you, Chris. You're a legend. I love those repeat orders on Discogs. Um, and John from El Paso in Illinois, US of A. Thank you very much, folks. Appreciate the support. And if you're curious and you want a little sticky beak at all the eclectic weird stuff that I'm selling, it's not just music collection stuff on Discogs. There's um, lots of weird stuff that Jess and I are selling on eBay. Go and have a sticky big antisocial.net slash buy stuff. Cheers, folks. Thank you very much. Episode 187 of the podcast this week is with Australian comedian Aaron Gox. Aaron is getting around the country at the moment with his brand new show, Divorced with Children. And it was a little while ago, but um, I caught up with Aaron before one of the sets at the Sydney Comedy Festival in Marrickville. Um, we uh, utilized 
uh, Aaron Warboys, uh, previous guest of the Antisocial Podcast, his studio, Adversary Studios in Marrickville, to have a bit of a chinwag for an hour. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we spoke about all sorts of stuff. We spoke about, obviously, comedy, his brand new show, and where that all comes from, and um, how different that is compared to what he's done in the past, comedy-wise. We spoke about music. Um, what he listened to growing up, what he likes now, and all sorts of other shit, heaps of stuff. And it was just a great chat. I'm a big fan of Aaron's comedy. He's such a great guy. And uh, I'm just stoked to be able to sit down and have a bit of a chinwag with him uh, when he's a very busy guy. So he's certainly uh, getting more and more popular around the country and uh, certainly getting a lot of attention. So um, great things are happening in Aaron's world. And it was just really, really cool to spend a bit of time having a chat with him. So you can go and check him out on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, by searching Aaron Gox. Um, he's also on YouTube as well. But I'll dump a whole heap of stuff into the show notes over at andysocial.net, or you can click through on your podcast player as well. But enough crapping on from me. Please enjoy this really great chat with Aaron Gox. Goxie. It's kind of festival season at the moment. Yeah. Like, I make it sound like it's not, it's not an official thing. It's yeah. just they all kind of come... And the last few years uh, seems to be more a few cities getting more involved, and yeah. obviously Melbourne's a massive one's been around for many years. Sydney came in about ten years ago, I think. So like, there's there's been more and more, but um. And you were in Perth last week as well. Yeah, yeah. How was that? So, yeah, that was good. It's just kind of it all comes at once. You get them out of the way, and then it goes back to normal. Back to back to normal, and just sort of everything slows down. Yeah, a bit. it kind of in the comedy scene. It, Goes back to just comedy clubs and weekly ones and yeah. that, yeah. Because um, because these ones are pretty big. I mean, I um, because uh, this is at the factory where you're doing. It. Are you doing the main that main room upstairs or are you... no? My um room's called Factory Floor. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Which cool. I think I've I've seen bands on yeah. tours list that so it must be used as a music venue. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I'm, I've seen a few yeah, bands there. I'm never I'm never in the the big things, but like that's something to aim for in future years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I um I saw one of your videos that you put up. Um, oh, it would have been a few weeks ago now, but you're talking about the new show that you're doing now, um, which is Divorce with Children. Yeah, I got that right. Um, I was quite surprised because it looks like it's pretty personal. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've I've um never done it this much before. I mean, yeah. I, I talk about personal things in general, but yeah. this is a real deep look into some stuff that happened in my life and um there's still a bit of fun and some jokes but yeah, yeah it is a bit of a look into because as it says i am I, I got married young had kids quite young and changes your life you know so it's like the, i just tell talk about how the person i am now reflects on that yeah. experience yeah. you know and um and i it's something that i've kept inside for a long time but like I just wanted to do it the right way. I yeah. didn't want to just be like, it's funny to be divorced. I wanted to like, <laughs> yeah, be careful with how I word it and, and it's not about insulting anyone yeah, or yeah. anything, you know. <laughs> it's a, it can, I mean, it can be a pretty touchy subject to talk about because it involves lots of people. Yeah. Um, but was it, was it difficult to sort of make that decision to talk about a lot of this stuff? Yeah, it was quite. Once you, And then when you decide you've got to, fully dive into it you yeah. can't kind of half you know if i'm calling the show that i'm not going to talk about it for five minutes ago all right <laughs> Brush well, it off. what's going on in canberra now you know <laughs> not that i do political but you know um yeah once i decided it was an idea i had for a little while 
but yeah, and then and then there's a process of deciding, and then you've actually got to have the show and write it and yeah, which is um wasn't easy yeah, and the, and it's and then you perform it and it's it's quite heavy to bring it up each night. I just did Melbourne Comedy Fest, um, which is a long festival, almost goes for a month, and I did it was a first, I'd done it before, but I'd never done the full run, which was twenty two shows for me. Oh, and and I, yeah, that's the only thing like I don't. I come from a background of doing labouring and stuff, so it's not work as in... Yeah. Like, I've picked up bricks and stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. work. So I'm not trying to compare it to that. But it was emotional work, like, yeah. sort of getting myself up every night. And and each audience, you want to treat them with respect and not feel like you're going through the motions, and, which I don't. I'm not saying I do go through the motions, but when you're 22 in... It's hard. I mean, it's well, it's 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 easy. It becomes too easy in some yeah. ways because then it's, it gets into autopilot. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't want it to, so I was like having to like, how do I? I, I know this show word for word, but how do I tell it like I'm telling it for the first time? You yeah. Know? <laughs> Have you? I mean, what were the reactions like in Melbourne? Yeah, it was pretty pretty positive overall. You know, like most people have been nice about it. I mean, that'll be. In a good way. They're not like, I'm glad you were divorced and <laughs> went through a lot of pain. But No, because, like, um, you know, there's all different people. Um, people are happy to just walk past and go, thanks. And then some people want to go further. And I had some people coming up and saying, like, oh, they'd been through similar things okay, or yeah. that sort of stuff or it meant a lot to them or, or they sympathize or that sort of stuff. And it was pretty crazy because, like, I always, you know, it was into, like, comedians and bands and always in into stuff and i'd i'd be like that to them like oh your lyrics meant a lot to oh, yeah, me yeah, you know yeah. and to be on the other end of that was pretty was, cool was pretty yeah it's um i mean it, but i'm not i don't know what to do with it like i'm not very good at handling it i'm, I'm just like i don't then i think i come across as being rude because i'm no, just like it's just but I, I, yeah I, I don't i love I, like you know what i mean i love it but i don't know how to show it <laughs> it's hard it's i mean especially if you're not used to it or i mean just i think i think even like it's like aussies and i talk about yeah. this a lot like you know there's a bit of that tall poppy syndrome and you yeah. sort of want to say modest and sort of just say ah oh, no nah, it's all right like yeah. yeah oh it's nice that you say that but nah and you try to yeah. sh- shut it down a little bit but um there's a little bit in like with comedy it's funny because like people like um, my mate pushed me in like that, you know, yeah. like, and it's like, no, nah, mate, you think you're fine. You know, we all think we're fine. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. But the, there is that thing of, it is a balance. It's like, um, like I think I'm funny, but I'm not trying to say I'm the funniest person in the world. That's yeah. cause that's what like blokes that are working like warehouses and footy teams and blue collar <laughs> blokes, like in their mind, they think for you. To do comedy, you must think you're the funniest person ever, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it'd be different being a comedian because a lot of people that you work work with and you do shows with, yeah, they all do their own version of comedy. Yeah, yeah. And so that's it. I, I um, it's hard to put in words without sounding pretentious. <laughs> I, I just do what I do. I wasn't trying to say I do my own thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't have my own little subgenre, but <laughs> but I just do what I do, and I look at other ones, and I'm like, oh, they're so polish and great at what they do and and i'm i just do what i do and hope people like it yeah that's cool um i'm gonna watch it tonight so <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking forward to it but um when i watched the when i watched your little video where you're sort of giving a bit of introduction saying hey this is what i'm gonna be talking about i was i was quite surprised because i've seen a bit of your comedy and and uh it was just it seemed like oh wow you're really going in a different direction with this yeah so um it's did, yeah, you, have, did you have people sort of going like hey this wasn't what i was expecting 
Well, um, yeah, yeah, I get a fair bit of that, and and part of that is is trusting the audience yeah. to to come on the ride with you. Whereas last few years, it felt like just keep being funny, funny, trying to yeah. put stuff out, and which is fine. I like that. I I do like just being funny, and then I just thought if I can build up to a point where you go, you're not going to lose people because yeah. you you know with bands and that where people are like like play the hits and <laughs> and you and you hear about. Sometimes it gets a bit cliche. The, the band interview, it's always yeah. like, oh, this newest album is a bit of everything. Well, you know those cliches? It's a return where they say, to form or it's our best yeah, work ever. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. But also they say, oh, oh, this one is just what we wanted. And, you know, that sort oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah. That like um, um, adding in new subgenres. Or and it's like, um, yeah, I just thought um, it's a balance. Like I don't want, I'm not like completely going the other way. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, and with festivals, um, I haven't done a lot, actually. I've, I've been doing comedy a long time, but um, I haven't done many festivals because I, cause I was um, with with that family situation. Yeah. I, I, I had to stay in Brisbane, so I couldn't go away, and I wanted to. But, but I've done a few, and they allow you to kind of go away from that the comedy club usual mode. Because the comedy clubs you do throughout most of the year, there's kind of an expectation of, like, keep the laughs coming and punchlines yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the festival shows because it's like oh they've bought a ticket they're there you know they're going to be there for 50 minutes sort of thing or, there's no exact time but it's around 45 50 yeah. yeah and um yeah you've got that trust of like um but i didn't want to take the piss on it and be like no laughs but like i, I feel like i've got a pretty good ratio of it like i tell the story but there's still still some laughs along the way you know it gives you it gives you more Gives you more freedom to be able to sort of just slow it down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because as a comedian, um, the no, not having any laughter is the most brutal thing in the world. <laughs> I did a, I did a uni show in Melbourne a couple of months ago. It was brutal. Just oh really? No laughter. I couldn't hear it. I, I don't. I might have been a couple of chuckles, but yeah, I couldn't hear anything. But I just had to be professional. Like, I was getting paid pretty well, but I was like, you just had to chug along. Just you keep know? going. That's how I approached it. I was just like. Thinking back to like, hey man, you used to work in factories and warehouses, and you can just talk for half an hour, you know. But it is hard because laughter kind of, when you hear it, it motivates you and yeah, keeps you right. going. And also, it's like, oh, they like this. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I've I've played I've played some shocking shows over the years. Like I remember playing, um, like a at the back of a burger shop in Toowoomba. Um, <laughs> years and years ago and it was like a an all ages type deal but there was probably about 10 people there and the and they were all under 18 and most of them didn't didn't even know who we were and so they're just standing there watching us and and we just we we're just in the back of our heads just going you never know you never know who's there just play like you're playing yeah. in front of a full house and you just have to push through it's, it's really and, hard and you've um like in in many ways music's very different to comedy but but in some ways you can compare it and i was just gonna say that like like with comedy you can't not everyone has like a boisterous laugh so yeah. like that's what I'm saying yeah. but there was a lot of people there that, that's why I knew it was brutal because it yeah. was out of a hundred few hundred people you had to have gotten some something laugh. yeah but yeah we do smaller audiences and then you don't hear it and you think well they could just be smiling or like little <laughs> chuckle under their breath but don't you think with music like like you might be like oh that show is sick like they're they're like moshing and going off and then not everyone does and then some people some people. Stand there with their arms folded, but they're still enjoying it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, like Melbourne always had a reputation of crossing their arms years and years yeah. ago. Like they would they would take the music in and, and 
And anyone that didn't live in Melbourne saw people from Melbourne being pretentious because yeah. they wouldn't get into it. But then you go and play, yeah. you know, the western suburbs of Sydney or Brisbane or something like yeah. that, and they're all juiced up and they're throwing themselves into each other and having yeah. a great time. And you feed but, off but that. There's as well. no what, there's no right or wrong. There's not because no. it's like you could also argue not that, like I'm, I totally believe there's no right or wrong, but you could also argue that the guys just going off and headbanging. Maybe they're appreciating less. Like, they're just... Not paying attention as yeah, much. They're yeah, just, they're so just getting, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had those people from Melbourne, like, come up to us after the show and say, I really loved that and that yeah, and that. And they're paying so select. much attention to what you're doing. So it's cool, but it's um, it takes a while to sort of get used to it because we've done so many, so many weird shows where the crowds... Sometimes we rely on the crowd too much. Yeah. And then you play badly because they're not responding as much as you'd like. That's yeah. hard. It's really hard. To get that energy, yeah. Um. Speaking of music, what what are your favourite bands at the moment? Well, um, all time bands. Yeah, I was going to tell you about sort of throughout my life. Um, so I was kind of like when I was a teenager, it was like it was like punk. You know, I was yeah, writing yeah. punk and um, um, sort of, but like you know, like, like whatever it was back then, late nineties, was all that like No Effects, Pennywise, you know, all that like Warp Tour, yeah, Pennywise. yeah. 50 beats whatever 100 beats a minute yeah like far and then you obviously you get older you mellow out a bit and then um actually the most embarrassing phase um it wasn't you can't really call it a phase though because it was many years it was um into scar you know like oh really yeah yeah, yeah. And that was really popular for a while there yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I and then i actually stayed on after everyone yeah. fell away but but then um but then, yeah i didn't really like like sort of like started with all the cheesy one with all the horns, but yep. then there's um got into some that that don't have the horns and yeah. that they just have the um there was like Operation Ivy that were yeah, they become fine. rancid and that anyway, but then yeah as I got older started getting into um I don't really like the word um but I'll say it anyway folkier sort of stuff oh, yeah, there was yeah. like a folk punk sort of movement yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I don't like the word though but it was like yeah like punk with like acoustic instruments and yeah, stuff cool. yeah so um. And my favourite band, they have been for quite a while now. They're called the Mountain Goats. I don't know if you've never even heard. No. No. Yeah. They're again folky sort of stuff. I don't like that word, but yeah, it's it's yeah. it's like acoustic and um um. But yeah, it started it started as like a home solo project, and he's gradually added, and they're like a full band now. But they've gradually added pieces over. Where the are year. they from? They're Australian, American, American, yeah, American. Yeah, but I've seen them. Almost, I think like eight or nine times, like every couple of years they tour. So, yeah, right. yeah I've been into them almost 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to check them out on the way yeah, home. I'll, yeah. I'll load them up on Spotify. <laughs> They're like one of those ones that are like so prolific that, like, if you try and get into everything, there's like, you find out there's like hundreds of oh, hours. Really? It's crazy. So, I was like, I don't even try and be one of those people who knows everything about them. I yeah, just yeah. like have a few that I enjoy. You really, you really get into it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, like, because I've, I've asked a few, like, comedians about what sort of music they like, and it's always like, well, it's not always, but I always find that um, the people that I've speak, spoken to, it's either, it's either sort of punk or, like, hard rock and metal, at least the people I've spoken to over yeah. the years. And it's, um, it's interesting just to, just to see, I mean, I don't think there's any sort of I think, any links uh, yeah. to it. But I think it's, it's kind of like, because it's an entry-level thing, it's like yeah, yeah. When, when you're 14 or 15, and then... And then you kind of explore further, obviously, because when I started, like on the radio, it was like Green Day, Living End, and then. But I always find it, I always find it funny the people who don't 
explore further. They're just like happy to hear, yeah. you know, like on Triple M, just play a couple right. of songs. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you not try and like Get into uh, it more. find it? But that's the majority of people just like happy to just have a few singles. And that's it. I mean, just uh, something playing in the background or. Yeah, just... well, people see it differently, don't they? Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, like, it's sort of like this deep dive into, oh, if, if, um, like, especially when you first start buying, like, CDs and records and stuff like that, you'd read, like, the liner notes and you'd be seeing... Yeah, like, they'd yeah. thank all these bands and you'd be like, oh, I'll check out that band. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're friends with that band. Well, um... Um... Well, do you mind if I ask how old you are? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, good question. Um, 30... 34. I'm 34. Oh, because no, no, that's the reason I yeah. ask, because if we're the same age, I'm, I'm turning 34 next week. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And, um... No, I just... Because... I was going to say, yeah, well, when I was growing up, like, the compilation CD was huge. Yeah, massive, yeah. And that was a great way to find out about different bands. And I used to go off of labels, so I was like, the stuff that I was into was the biggest was, like, Epitaph. I don't know if you heard of that. Um, Fat Records was another one. Yeah, definitely, (laughs) yeah. And it was like, unfortunately for a lot of bands, um, that's kind of like a gatekeeper thing because if you're on that, you got huge and then... <laughs> that's right. Especially especially Fat Records was like... Yeah. Dumb. I mean, still still pretty big, but um, in the in the 90s was like, if you're on Fat Records and... Yeah. Well, I feel like the there's a lot of debate about how things have changed, if it's good, bad, whatever. But like for me, you know, the internet's been great. It's I don't, awesome. I don't think... I don't, I'm guessing, but if I was if I was from another era, I don't know if I'd be basically doing this professionally, you know. And it's like because you take away that gate, the gatekeepers, you know, in the yeah. the '90s and before it was, you know, an old bloke in a suit decides who gets on radio telly. And there was only a few opportunities, like yeah, not anyone. Like it was expensive to record, it was expensive to release anything, and you couldn't yeah. really release anything without the gatekeeper. Yeah, you know? probably but, wouldn't be doing this. No, you know, that's, yeah, you and, would have but, had to. What would you've done? Called the local radio, said, "Can I use your equipment?" Yeah, and they would have told me to get stuff. <laughs> and then you'd be like, "Well, where am I going to put it?" And, <laughs> and yeah, it's just given people a lot of power, and um, of course that leads to a lot of junks out there, but that's just how it goes, you know. Yeah. Oh, and people always... just have to wade through it and Yeah. That's why I was like saying like those compilations were great, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it was very like gatekeeping because I didn't go beyond those few labels, you know. Yeah. It would be similar to oh, it might be similar to with comedy a bit because I mean these days not that it's easy just to pick up a mic and start talking because mm. it, it's it's a freaking hard thing well, to it's do. Like, but in it's times of change in with an asterisk is like there's still like like the the comedians that have management yeah. like you still see when I was like because I live like about an hour and a half out of Melbourne and I was driving down for the first show at Melbourne Colony Fest yeah. and I was like really stoked and happy excited and then I wouldn't say I got I wasn't down but like I'm coming into Melbourne and there's like massive posters of like Dave Hughes and oh, yeah, yeah. and it's just like it was just that like oh this is reality you know not nothing things have changed slightly but there's still that you, if you got the money to spend and that's it they can put you up on the big billboards yeah. and give you the big venues which is like it's the same as I think now it's like anyone can put their stuff online but there's still the massive ones who get really pushed and pushed by and like labels haven't gone completely have they no know? no labels are still out there I mean I know I know a lot of uh, friends and peers that play in bands and they've got great support and so suddenly they're they're in the face of everybody they've got great exposure yeah. and, and they get the big views and the list downloads and everything I do reckon um, I don't know what's your opinion on this but I reckon it's kind of come full circle in that 
now if you work hard, you, you yeah. like it's still good work effort will take you far. Yeah. Which is almost like going back to like 1920 or whatever That's where right. yeah. the swing bands or whatever would just tour the country because you didn't have the telly or whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah, and it, yeah. I think now because it's like people realize, oh, we're not selling albums or whatever. So we've got to hit those towns and sell the shirts or whatever, you know. Well, a lot of a lot of Aussie bands, I mean, the chats are, yeah. are smashing. They're playing every little corner of the country. If you've got that work ethic where it's it. like... It'll work. It'll work out. Like, you you know, you're away. Sometimes it's hard being away. and Like, like I miss my kids sometimes. But, but also I'm like, I'm doing what I want to do. So, like, nothing ever meets... In, in this world, you know, all at one point, you That's know, you've got to sacrifice a, balance a as well. bit. You've got to try and... and, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm not going away for ages. I'm just like, like this this trip's four days, I think, and I think Perth last week was five. That's not heaps, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, even go back to what you said before, like even though there are still people out there that have like a an agency or a management or a label or production company or anything like that, it's it is easier to to put your stuff out there in the internet and the people can react to you. And if they love you in a way, they sort of help you sort of get out there and yeah. reach more people. And I mean, you've done a lot of, a lot of video stuff. Um, yeah. and um, is it, well, I did a, I did a crowdfunding thing and yeah. unfortunately it fell through, but that sort of showed the power of people wanting to help and that sort of stuff, which is pretty amazing. I was, I was going to ask you about that. Cause um, it's really yeah, like, it's, it sounds like a huge new thing, but it's really just flipping, like instead of paying after, you know, like yeah, like before yeah. you'd buy the CD or the movie ticket and that's like you're buying the finished product and this new way of crowdfunding is like pay for the thing before it. Yeah, it's like pre-order. Yeah, you know? and, but yeah. it's a lot of trust, but yeah, the thing fell through so we had to like refund a lot of um, donations. Um, there was some stuff I did I, I didn't refund because like. I'd done the gigs for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to give them the money back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've done the gig, man. Like there was one in, like near Newcastle in a backyard. Oh, really? Like, oh, that, wow. Like it's fun, but it's still trying, hard trying to make people laugh in the backyard. You know? <laughs> Just staying on the floor, no stage or mic or not. <clears throat> yeah. Just trying to make it work. Yeah, very punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that would, I mean, that would be. It's it's cool to see people react to to what you do, and some things work, some things don't, and it's just like a trial and error. But you don't have to worry about pitching it to a label or to a management and then they tell you yes or no, you can just yeah. you can just put it out there and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, imagine all the stuff that got kind of skipped over because the label said, oh, that wasn't a hit or... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what... Um, it's Like I said, it's hard to know what's right and what's wrong. or Not that there has to be a right or wrong. Like there was some amazing art that was made in the gatekeeping years you know and then but there's probably a lot that didn't get out there as well and you'd have all those bands that like just never never did anything you yeah know? and they and, it, and then you look over those years and, and there was that formula of like three and a half minutes or whatever yeah. and verse chorus verse it's very like structured isn't it you know yeah and and now like a lot of that stuff is coming back like people find it they're finding yeah. the old records and stuff is getting digitized and they're going wow like the stuff from the 70s or the 60s that's why whatever. i think like with what i do i think in the past someone would have just said no nah, you don't like where's the punchlines and you know because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. i flip it around a bit you know and I don't know who knows, but because there's some of those dudes now, those older guys, and they have like massive, like like Dave Hughes, that sort of thing, Mick Malloy, whatever. They got in 
when it was big on telly in the nineties, and that they got that market that are boomers now and have That's the mind. They got the momentum behind them already. Yeah, yeah. and like because I remember growing up, and and stand up was all over telly. It was like. Mm. Because there was these shows like Denton and Rove, and so it was like Sunday night they'd be on. Then all throughout the week, and now you don't really see it as much. As the comedians on telly are more like they're on the panels and yeah, those sort of um, panel shows. And but even them, those are kind of dying off. It's a little reality reality TV now. Yeah, and I mean now it's funny because even with radio back in the day, like you mentioned uh, Malloy, like yeah. you had Martin Malloy, and they did yeah. their radio spots, and then they put out CDs as well, and that was yeah. their version of comedy. And these days. You still got comedians on radio, but it's now comedians with like podcasts now, yeah. and so they're connecting with people in a different way. Yeah, and the crazy thing talking about like Martin Malloy, I reckon now with the internet, where's like this community where we're like we're all kind of on the same level, like because I like Tony Martin will share my stuff, and it's like I'm a ma- I'm like oh this is f- freaking me out, this is awesome, but like because <laughs> they've kind of. But when we were growing up, they were on this pedestal. They were like yeah. above us. It was like, yeah. And you're like, now you can tweet to like I know. the singers you grew up. That's like, crazy. You know, I'm like, the, the singer from Grinspan is like chatting to me on Twitter. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like 14, like headbanging to him when I was like this high and, you know, this tall. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a lot of that over the years where you've, because I've noticed, I mean, you know, a lot of, you've you've got a lot more exposure over the more recent years and, Lots of people are paying attention to what you're doing. Have you seen like people like that? More people sort of well, that you've um, looked up to reach out. Yeah. So like for me, um, like um, you know, some people ask me, it's like, oh, do you, um, what do you, when you do something, maybe with um, what do you call it? like like are you starstruck if you do something yeah, with yeah. someone a bit bigger? But for me, it's that longevity thing. It's like if it's someone I grew up watching, that's what amazes me. Like I like I was lucky enough to do a tiny little line on Sean McAuliffe TV oh, show. Yeah, like cool. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. I was watching Full Frontal when I was 10 or yeah. whatever, probably one of the first comedy things. And I did. I was lucky enough to do a podcast with John Safran, that sort of oh, thing. Yeah, that's cool. All those things, well, I don't want to bring out any, any names, but compared to like someone who's big now, which I do a lot of stuff with, you know, I do, I do something with like Tom Ballard or Tommy Little. Or, I don't want to use names, you know, but like, and they're just like, yeah. To me, they're they're big acts, but it's like it means more the the longevity guys, you know. Like, well, they're, they're who you looked up to when you were growing up. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're like the. It might sound a bit wanky, but it's sort of like the Aussie icons. And also, yeah, to keep producing for so long is it shows how good cool. they are yeah. too. It's like it's their legacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you actually because you did you did the Kickstarter for um, uh, what was it called um, the. Goxie's legendary heroes. Yeah, yeah. And um, but you did a couple of trailers, the teasers, and they were really, really good. Oh, thanks. And I was going to ask you and put you on the spot a bit because, like, with my podcast, and I speak to heaps of different people, and I'm really fascinated with like the Aussie icons. So I've like I've had like Tony Barber <laughs> on, and then I've got like a couple yeah. of musos like um, Steve Balby from no- Noiseworks, or even Leroy Loggins. We'll speak about that. Yeah, earlier. yeah, that's awesome. Who I mean. You're pretty tapped in with the old Aussie icons. Yeah. Who do, you, who do you reckon would be like a really interesting person to talk to or hear about? Um, I guess, um, you know, because like, like I was talking about with TV changing, so some of that nostalgic stuff that you, you that kind of 20 years ago, 90s sort of era, you know, so you had like Hey Head Saturday. Yeah. I guess even um, 
The problem now, though, the bloody they're all getting done for stuff because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't say Don Burke. I can't say. Can't say get Hey Dad on or no. Nah. Probably might have to cut that bit. <laughs> That's a problem now, bloody hell. Sort yourself out, old blokes. We've got to get in quick before before they're exposed. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Get the nice polite yeah, Even I was about to say Rex Hahn, but he <laughs> he got bashed by those straight-edge hardcore kids. That's <laughs> right, yeah. But um, it is it is like, it's funny because we grew, I think we grew up with a lot of Americans. Well, we still do have a lot of American stuff too, but it's mm. those Aussie, Aussie icons that kind of really stick with you, you know, like... Uh, but yeah, we were. Um, it was a shame it fell through. But we were trying to think of stuff to go with, and we we're brainstorming, kind of like, you know, it was like um, Russell Crowe, Shannon Knoll, that sort of thing. And you had Shane Shane Warmers in your team. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have been pretty weird to do. Like, <laughs> like we were saying, like, oh, what if he comes across it? I wonder what he'll think. But yeah, just those guys are just. They're in their own little world, aren't they? Like yeah. Warnie is like, what's what's going on there? <laughs> they're just, yeah. Well, well, I think one of the one of the things I was thinking about is like, you know, growing up as a kid, you'd watch all like the the morning kids shows, and so there was like aggro. Yeah. And I was thinking about ja- uh, what's his name, Jamie, Jamie Dunn, Jamie Dunn. Yeah. And he's a bit of a wild card. Um, like yeah, you know, well, like he, I remember he was on Brecky Radio when I was growing up too. Yeah. Like B one hundred five. Do you remember that channel? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but, I had um, the stickers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's classic memories, aggro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had aggro and then um, and even um, amazing. Do you remember that yeah, show yeah, with that the was keys a great and everything? Show, yeah, and that that host does. Um, you just you don't see him for ages, then he'll pop yeah. up um, at the cricket, like introducing oh, really? the um, like live. He'll be introducing like the national anthems and the teams, mm-hmm. and it's just like. You think good on you for getting a bit of work. What do you what do you do with yourself? I guess I like I don't that. know. It's probably like us. Like like people think, what do they do? Because we only see us pop up every now every now. And but now, they're right. the same. They probably do the corporate circuit. They or probably something. do heaps of stuff, yeah. but we just don't see it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I was thinking like, where where do these people go? Like, they're, obviously they're yeah. on TV, and and like for yeah. me, and I'm sure it's the same for you. You sort of grow up with a lot of this stuff, and you see yeah. it. But um, then they well, I think with Australia, like a lot of things is is population makes it so hard, but because like. Every every a lot of those shows we were looking into the nineties and most of the people you look into them and they're all like where are they now and yeah, they've yeah. moved on to something else because you've really if you stay in something like acting or music you've really got to be passionate about it because if you do it for the wrong reasons money glamour That's you, it. you're gonna lose last. lose your mind you know yeah oh for sure you've because gotta... like yeah and um. And I noticed with um, the late 90s Aussie band thing, remember there was like Home Bacon, that yeah. a lot of those ones are now doing the like Day on the Green and and it looks like if, I don't know if they'd be, like if they do it together, there's like 10 of them and they can do the nostalgia thing. Like I, don't, I don't know if they could sort of like tour on their own or not. Yeah, I think um, I've seen. I mean, or, you, or you need that. Um, you need that hook, don't you? Like they'll, a lot of them do album in full, that thing, yeah, where they play right. an album yeah. in full. That, that was... Is that dying off? I don't know. It was, no, it was pretty still, big for a couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Like massive. Like everyone was jumping on the bandwagon for that. But yeah. I think it's still, there's still people doing it, especially when it's like an anniversary. Like it's 20 yeah. years since this album came out. And, they, and they then the with the before. social media, you can do a pic of like, hey, we're in the rehearsal room. Yeah, like, that's right. Trying yeah. to remember the chords. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like if the lyrics are like, 
suited to being young. Like, yeah. I know that's weird. And you got a guy like in his sort of forties into yeah. his early fifties, and he's singing about like, you know, young chicks or yeah, like, yeah, you know, drinking and drugs and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah. or like, oh, I can't remember what band it was. I don't it reckon like um, school or something. Well, they're broken up anyway, but I don't reckon Silverchair will ever do like an album because. They'd be so cringy at the lyrics of being a teenager when they wrote them and that, you know. <laughs> well, you never, you never know. Someone could just wave yeah. a hell of a lot of money. In front oh of them. yeah, that's it. Anything. And then, and also, like, yeah, you do a show out of the way it takes an hour. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll I'll shift a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mullets. Now <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw. Um, <laughs> Emin from, um, I'm probably butchering his name, but uh, from the chats, yeah, he put yeah. up something, I think yesterday or the day before, where he wasn't allowed into yeah. a bar in Brisbane. And yeah, he's, he's uh, a bit of a stirrer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he, well, he's stirred up a storm. Well, pro- See, I don't know what's going on there. I didn't, I didn't really go out much for long, like many years ago when I turned 18. I went out for a couple of years. But like, I don't, oh, I don't get caught up in all that stuff, but like, it could, you know, it can be like a rogue bouncer or whatever. And That's it's it. A little know. bit dangerous, like. Chucking a whole venue in or something, but <laughs> I, I think that's um, yeah. He, those he's really got his finger on the pulse. He knows how to like get things happening, and <laughs> obviously, like you know, we got the the clips and the stuff going. <laughs> oh, for sure. Have Have you ever Have you ever copped any shit for having a, having a mullet? <laughs> a little, uh, yeah, like. You mean like negativity, I guess? It's, not, it's, oh, it's funny, there's not even a lot of negativity, but but also sometimes the other way, you get the positive, overly positive when you don't really want it. Like yeah, like yeah. people going like, yeah, sick mullet. And like, I just kind of, it's kind of a blur for me where it's like started off as a, a comedy persona and it was like it was like a joke years ago. I'm not saying I hate it or anything, but it's just like, and then I just go with it, you know? But it's like, I don't mind it, you know? And it's like... I just think it's like a, a small part of me, but you know, like, oh, but I mean, obviously, like some. I'm not saying you, but like, yeah, some people want to hone in on it. You know, I think it's. I, I just um, I find it fascinating because, like, for me, I got long hair, and eventually, I'm, I'm just going to have to cut it. Uh, just nature's going to take over, and and my wife. <laughs> not going to go. To, what's it called? Scullet. <laughs> well, well, it's going to say. My wife goes, just have a scullet. I yeah. said, okay, you'll you'll divorce me. Yeah. Um. You know. Well, see, my my girlfriend makes me. She like wants me to get rid of it. But we come with a compromise where I try and keep it tidy. So like she says, trim it on top, and then trim it at the back. Because like, oh, I get, it gets like I get like dreadlocks and knots and stuff anyway. But um. <laughs> But yeah, it's like yeah, like years ago. I've had it for a long time, and it's like started as a joke. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's like it's 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 fine. It's like it's pretty practical actually, because like in summer, you know, you can't get burnt, and, <laughs> and it keeps you warm in winter. It's like the natural legionnaire. But hat. yeah, and like and like, and I'll put it in a ponytail sometime. I'll tie it up so it's just make it look a bit more presentable. And but um, I see more people with it. It now. actually started as a bit of like a, like I say joke, and it was all a little bit about. Uh, again, I don't want to sound pretentious, like I'm getting too deep, but a little bit of like pushing expectations of yeah. like, I do, you know, I, do, I wanted to be like, if if people thought 
a hairdo meant, meant you had to be something and yeah, I just yeah. wanted to, to be what I was, you know. <laughs> That's it. But, I mean, I see heaps of people with mullets these days. Like, I think it's just, <laughs> I don't know if, like, it's not like there's a trend or anything like that, but I sort of, maybe I'm just more in, in tune with it and I just sort of see yeah. it more. And, and maybe because I'm getting closer to that stage in my life where, and I've, yeah. I, I used to joke years ago, I go, you know what, I'm going to go for like a really sort of full-on spiked mullet, <laughs> um, you know, for for a few months in between me cutting off the locks. Um, but I don't know, but I've just been, I just noticed yeah. it so much. I, go, oh, and it's, I guess like, and I'm, I'm, I just got to work out how to deal with it. Like, like I don't want, like I said, I don't want to get upset at people who are interested because it's something you have to like realize you've done. Yeah. It's like when people are like, why are people staring at my face tat? Like you, you did it, <laughs> mate. You know, like, it's the same where like, I can't be like, cause I got a silly tattoo too that people bring up and like, and that, that's even more annoying than the mullet. But then I have to accept I did it, you know. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's it's it, like it's it's cool that people care and it's something. But it's like, I guess that's what, I, like I said, with the over the years, I've been trying to to show that there's more to me. Which with this show, festival show, I've been doing. I'm happy to do that to show that I'm like not not one dimensional or whatever. But yeah, absolutely. But I feel I mean, like I'm, I'm starting to build up build up a bit of a range. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. And as I said, like when I when I watched um, you sort of giving a few words about it and sort of you know giving people a little bit of a, a prep as far as what to expect, I was, I was surprised. I go, oh, wow, this will be really cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to. Well, it that. is like comedy is interesting of how much you can give in the promo because we, we do posters obviously and you know i just did a shot for that but you can call your show something and do a post it doesn't mean the show is going to i've seen a few over the year that present themselves as having a narrative or story and it's not really it's yeah, very okay. loose but but yeah and then it's like what do you do in the promo put a few jokes out as well it's you know it's like um, it's not until the person's actually there that they can see. And then, but yeah, most people have been um, pretty good about it, which is really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. And I felt like, you know, like obviously Melbourne being really long fest and felt like there was a bit of like word of mouth and, and people telling people, which is cool, you know. Especially when you do it for like a month, like 22 shows, you can build that momentum and work it out yeah. there, you get feedback from people, people starting to talk about it. So that's, yeah, that's a good thing. That's right, yeah. That would have been, I mean, as you said right at the start, you know, being a labourer and doing like real sort of hard yakka sort of work, um, you know, to do 22 shows and over a month. So what would you do, like five, six nights a week or something like that? Yep. Um, so I was doing every night except Monday. So um, I live like an hour and a half drive out of Melbourne. So I um, I stayed at my uncle's house he li- who lives in Melbourne and then I was going back on my day off on the Monday back to Ballarat and um, yeah, every night except Monday. So it was just like, it's meant to be, it's meant to be relaxed day. Um, but then the first, I think the first or the second Monday, I was like, got the flu and I was uh, sick and I was like, oh, I can't even enjoy my day off. <laughs> but um, yeah, it started being, it was like started all funny, but then the trouble was, um, so after I had my flu, like I felt better, but then my voice was an issue. Uh, like I, I guess from coughing so and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't lose it a hundred percent, but it was like pretty bad. It was yeah. like nearly gone. And I was just, I was worried I'd have to cancel the show because it's like a lot of refunds, but also letting people down, etc. And I was doing the show. I just had to like yell as hard as I could into the mic. And I was asking people, 
like, is this all right? Because I'd feel yeah. bad if it wasn't a good show. And it, most people were like, yeah, it's sweet. And, and then so there was like two nights after that day off where it was pretty bad and then it gradually got a bit better. I was doing all the things like asking people advice. They were like, say, tea and honey and <laughs> lemon and stuff and and just, yeah, like trying to soothe the throat and stuff. And it just gradually got better. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was a really long run and – you just gotta, you just gotta do it because it's like, well, this is our big thing. This is our, you know, the the mecca sort well. of thing. Like yeah. just to just to just to hone your craft and be yeah. able, especially when you've got like a show planned and it's yeah. like 45, 50 minutes or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's really unique because like, so they have town Melbourne Town Hall. They call it the hub, and there's all these comedians there flyering. They're, it's like a meat market. So it's like pick <laughs> me, pick me, and then the flyer. Like I was saying before, you, there's only so much you can put. So it's yeah. like everyone's trying to do each other like. What do you put on your poster? Like try and be wackiest, yeah, yeah. but I'm not wacky. I was just like just got my thing, but and also like like some people knew me, which is good. So mm-hmm. like they saw me there, and I could give them a flyer and like like these other cities. The festivals are cool. Don't get me wrong, but yep. there's no nothing like that. Like I can't really like a few years ago I tried like going King Street, but you don't know who's into it. At least with there, there was and and there was people who didn't want to know. They were just walking through Melbourne. Yeah. But there was a lot who were like, "Yeah, I'll take that fly because they know it's on. It's a, it's a kind of an event." Yeah, that's People, cool, man. And yeah. similar, similar to bands, you know, we a lot of bands like, um, you know, put down the whole fly thing, but it still works. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. go to a, you go to a bigger show and you ha- you stand out the front. Well, you just got to swallow your, your pride or whatever. Like everyone wants, you know, people want to look cool, but it's like, what 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 are you more interested in? Like looking cool, being cool, or Performing to people, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I love, I love doing it because then you get to talk to people, and yeah. and I think it means like there's there's a better chance they're going to hold on to the flyer when it's the person who's associated with it giving it to you. So it's like, yeah. oh, cool, I actually put it in my pocket instead of throwing it on the ground. Or yeah, something. yeah. And then you, and when you see them there, that that's like awesome. You yeah, know? that's really cool. Well, keeping on the time, I've got to I'm going to take you across town to Glee, <laughs> but um. Thanks, mate. Like yeah. we, made, we made it happen. Thanks. Yeah, I thought it was never going to happen, but it was like, it was so good. Thanks, man. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. If you want a sticky beak at Aaron's comedy, you can follow him on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Aaron Gox. Um, he's also on YouTube as well. He's got a YouTube channel. I'll put all the links in the show notes over at andysocial.net, or you should be able to click through on your podcast player. There'll be a bunch of clickable links there. I'll also embed a bunch of videos. Um, so if you just want to check out some highlights, just get a bit of a taste of his comedy, you can go over to andysocial.net and uh, check out the videos that I've selected that I personally like myself, you know. Um, there'll also be tour dates and everything there. So if you uh, get an opportunity to see Aaron, definitely do so. Um, just extremely funny guy and just once again, stoked to, to be able to have a chat to him. Such a good dude. Few updates before we wrap it up. Pre-orders are open for our brand new album, Fallen Idols, due out the 1st of August 2019. You can go to lord.net.au slash fi. Over there, you can find the track listing for the Australian edition of the album, which includes three bonus tracks, uh, one additional studio track called In Dreams, plus two bonus tracks. Uh, One is John Farnham's Break the Ice, such a good song, and... Ice House's Touch of Fire. Oh, such a good song as well. Um, so you can go and check all that out. Uh, the bundle packs are the first, well, they're not all bundles, but the three pre-order options. Uh, option number one is the CD on its own, which you can elect to have it signed by the band, um, which includes me because I'm in the band. Um, the second option is the CD and the T-shirt together. Um, and the third option is a deluxe bundle, which is the 
CD, the T-shirt, uh, three patches, which includes a back patch, um, a bonus CD, which is the karaoke versions of the entire album, plus a bunch of additional bonus tracks as well, and is limited to 100 copies. Um, that is the third bundle pack. And um, obviously everything comes with digital downloads as well. So um, if you want to support the band, please pre-order. It's a great way to secure some of this stuff. Uh, the album itself is the Australian edition, um, and we haven't made a solid decision just yet, but I believe that once we sell out of this first pressing of the album, we will press with a different track listing, which will be more of a global um, version of the album. So... Um, this is the Australian version of the album, which will be available everywhere. Um, but once it sells out, then more than likely it'll just be limited in nature. So if you want one with the additional track uh, tracks on there, the bonus tracks, then uh, definitely secure a copy because we are going on tour. We are on tour at the time of this episode coming out. And so between pre-orders and the tour, I would expect that this uh, first pressing will sell out. So I would definitely uh, get in early and secure a copy before they are gone. Uh, Lord.net.au slash FI. And that's FI for Fallen Idols, of course. Uh, if you want to see us on tour, I'm just trying to think of when these episodes are coming out. I believe we've already done Canberra. So thank you so much, Canberra. Really appreciate the great turnout. Great night. Really enjoyed it. Blah, blah, blah. I've got no idea how Canberra is going to go because I'm recording this before the Canberra show. But Canberra would have already happened on the 21st of June. So thank you so much to everyone that came out and supported that. Uh, the next shows at the time of recording this, if you're listening on time, it'll be the 28th of June at the Backroom in Brisbane the 29th of June at Badlands Bar in Perth for the Stormrider Festival. We're headlining that with a great lineup. Go and check all that out. Uh, the 5th of July at the Evelyn Hotel in Melbourne for the Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub. We're headlining that. The 6th of July at Jive Nightclub in Adelaide. And the 26th of July at Crowbar in Sydney for the first ever Forge Heavy Metal Nightclub Sydney edition. So make sure you get out and support that if you're from Sydney and you love a bit of heavy metal. Let's uh, let's support all things metal in Sydney. Sydney needs it. So definitely do that. But if you're coming out to any of the shows and you pre-ordered a copy of the album, please let us know in advance so I can stock up and make sure there's enough uh, CDs available for the shows. Um, and you show proof, proof of purchase, then I will give you your copy in advance before the release date so you can have your copy of the album in your warm little hands and you can go home and listen to it and enjoy it before the release date, before the rest of the world gets it. So if you want an early access to the CD, definitely do so. We may sell some copies at the shows, um, but they might be, for starters, a little bit more expensive than the pre-order. Um, and they will be limited in nature. So more than likely, it'll be a bit hard to get a copy of the album at the shows unless you've pre-ordered and told us that you want to collect it at the show. So make sure you do that. Lord.net.au slash FI. Lots of stuff happening and more to come. So thank you so much for everybody that's pre-ordered so far. It's been huge, massive help. And please uh, continue to do so if you're still in the fence about uh, pre-ordering the album. Self-Starter. Self-Starter Season 2 is out right now. The first couple of episodes of Season 2 are out. Lots of great episodes to come. Thank you so much for everybody that's been supporting, sharing these episodes around. It means a hell of a lot to me. Um, it's just a, it's a big, big help, and especially um, exposing the podcast to people that are not normally in the same sort of circles that, uh, that I'm in, um, and people are being attracted to, I guess, the world of self-employment. Um, the world's changing quite a bit these days. There's all this talk about automation and AI and jobs disappearing and drying up and all this sort of stuff. And uh, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, it could be dire or it could be a fantastic uh, moment in humanity 
uh, for us to be able to become more self-sufficient. So uh, lots of, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent there, but the whole point of this is that there's never been a better time to be self-employed. Um, there's never been a better time to create something yourself, your own business, uh, whether it be something online or you know a, a traditional sort of uh, format, formatted store, whatever it might be. Um, there's lots of opportunities out there. It's never been easier and there's so much opportunity out there for everybody. So self-starter is just a little bit of inspiration to hopefully get you started or just push you over the line to actually follow through and take action with, with your ideas. So if you've been stuck in an office cubicle, the stereotypical office cubicle, and you want out, you're working a shit job that you just absolutely hate, then hopefully this will help. If you're about to launch your own business or you've been uh, in the self-employment world for a little while and you just want to get some reassurance or some insights from other people that are doing it, then Self-Starter may be the thing for you. So go and check it all out, selfstarter.com.au. Check it out through your podcast player that you listen through. It's pretty much everywhere and uh, really appreciate the support from everybody. Uh, last couple of things, the podcast video series, get into podcasting. If you search that on, well, you probably can search for it on Facebook. Maybe I was, maybe, yeah, give it a go. Um, but definitely search for it on YouTube. Um, you can search for me. It's on my YouTube channel or on my anti-social Facebook page, but I've released 11 part video series on podcasting, getting into podcasting. And, uh, it's just the basics. It's just the basics to think about when you're getting started and, uh, hopefully it kickstarts some, um, a few of you to actually take action and, uh, you know, start your own podcast. So I know lots of people out there have been hitting me up over the last few years, uh, just asking random questions about how to get started. And, uh, the, this video series is a little bit of an answer to that. And hopefully it's something that people can keep referring back to as they get started. I want more and more people to start their own podcasts. There's so many great ideas, so many great uh, stories and insights and wisdom that so many people have and so much entertainment possibilities from people. Uh, Lots of funny people out there that deserve to have a microphone in front of them. And um, I think more more and more people need to have their own podcast. So this is my way of just helping and encouraging more people to get out there and and do their own thing. So go and check all that out. Um, Please share them around if you know anybody that is into podcasting. Um, Hopefully it will help them as well. Uh, Also, I'm recording heaps of these in advance, but hopefully there's a mail out by now. So if you're not on my mailing list, please sign up over at andydowling.net or andysocial.net. There's a little pop-up screen where you can enter in your email address. Um, you'll get an introduction email from me, which is a PDF download of about 18 or 20 pages. I can't remember how many, um, that is more detail behind the, uh, podcast series, um, how to get into podcasting. And, um, there's a bunch of additional stuff in there, just random stuff from the podcasting world, the Lord world, um, and everything else to do with uh, me and my neck of the woods. So it's a great little sort of Hey, how you doing? My name's Andy and here's, here's all my shit. So go and do that. Sign up to the mailing list and I will start to do monthly mail outs. Just a little bit of a recap of the month that was. Um, and hopefully you guys dig it, but hopefully there's been one out by the time this episode comes out. Fingers crossed. Anyway, enough of me. Thank you so much, folks. Take care. Keep spreading these episodes around. I'm really enjoying the support and these great conversations. Lots and lots and lots of episodes coming. I have bulk recorded oh, so many. Anyway. Enough of me. Until next week, folks, take care. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Larry. Larry, please.